Hi everyone, and welcome back to The Blast Podcast, where we believe that movies can be more than just movies, or in this case, shows can be more than just shows. Today we're going to be diving into The Last of Us, HBO's latest hit show. Uh, Before we jump in, Ty, do you want to talk us through what movies you watched since our last pod? Absolutely. So, you gave me a few days for this podcast, so again, not a whole lot to dive into, except the first Creed movie. Uh, You and I have both recently seen third in the fran- or the third installment in the Creed franchise just wanted to revisit my favorite in the entire Rocky franchise that'd be Creed directed by Ryan Coogler I watched this on the plane the other day and didn't turn it off I mean it's it's one of the best sports movies I've ever seen I think Coogler did a great job honoring the Rocky Balboa franchise of the past but still creating something a little new a little different uh can't say enough good things about it but there's a Creed podcast in the docket, so oh, yeah. I won't say too much. Coogler is definitely one of the most talented directors of our generation, I would say. Um, Before you dive in, I do want to ask you, yeah. is this or Fruitvale his apex? Fruitvale. I don't think that's a bad take. I was just curious. It's, it's close, though. I could I could honestly make an argument for Black Panther 1. Mm. Mm. I, I'm... We'll, we'll we'll have to dive into this yeah. at some point, but that, that's an interesting take. Yeah, a uh, pretty quick few days for me, too. Just a lot of stuff for the selection committee, and then um, I caught Spree. I rewatched the Joe Keery classic now. Um, awesome. I, I love the way that's shot all through live streams. It feels like a relatively, like scarily grounded film in the way that if somebody went on Twitch and just killed like seven people I don't think anyone would believe it was really happening Um, so is this like unfriended but good I've always I've always been curious about this movie it's uh it's not really unfriended it's it takes place on a variety of like cameras it's it's found footage um but it is about a like basically an uber driver uh who goes on a killing spree and live streams the whole thing and like nobody gives a shit basically <laughs> yeah pretty good prank yeah yeah um and then i re rewatched uh silent hill since we're gonna be talking about some video game movies here and uh yeah i'll wait to dive into that until a little later in the pod but it was i i really enjoy silent hill the movie Sounds good. Um, well, I think I kind of want to kickstart this one. Um, yeah. You know, you already mentioned it before, but this isn't a movie, but it's still worth talking about because I think this is one of those shows or stories that still can mean more or, mm-hmm. or hit you where it hurts. Yeah. And as we dive in, I think it's important to note that this podcast is really important because you and I come from different perspectives with this story. I, for one, I've played both games. I loved one. I really liked two a lot more than um, the majority of people. And you, on the other hand, I believe that you haven't played the games. So yeah, I have not. I um, I have an Xbox because I'm not a total loser. So (laughs) oh my god! Well, you missed out on not only The Last of Us but also the Spider-Man games too. Yeah, that's tough. Real funny of you. Yeah. But all jokes aside, no, I, I kind of want to dive into this first because I think it's an important 
I guess, difference in experience. And I want to highlight what you think of the show as someone that didn't have the games to lean on, whereas I had those games and had those experiences already. So I want to hear your thoughts on the show. Yeah, uh, I initially was not really interested in this. Um, I watched it after Stuckman, Chris Stuckman posted his like millionth episode review. Um, and I was finally like, all right, this guy's doing it every single week. I gotta, I gotta check it out. Uh, so around episode six, I hopped in, kind of half binged it. Uh, probably took me like two weeks because I've got all that other stuff going on with facets. Um, but I, it, it really jumped out to me and grabbed me in episode one. Um, can we talk spoilers here? Episode one came out like two months ago, so I think we're safe, right? All right, yeah, I, I think you're fine. Uh, yeah, when Sarah died in episode one, I was so shocked. I thought she was Ellie, or would have <laughs> been Ellie. I didn't know the names of the characters or anything about it. Um, but I was just completely taken aback um i i really liked the way that it all started i liked the way the outbreak happened it felt more grounded uh than most like zombie kind of trashy movies shows happen um and just the whole time i kept wanting more i kept wanting to see how this story was gonna unfold i love to hear that and i think it's really important or a good segue that you brought up Sarah's surprising death yeah so for starters like I mentioned before I've played both games I know how the story unravels and I wasn't really I had no intentions of watching the show but I went back home for a weekend my mom was interested she's like oh do you want to watch The Last of Us with me and the only reason I watched it is because I wanted to see her reaction to that big twist in the first episode and of course I, I enjoyed watching it it was cool how they honored some of the... I, honestly, it was beat for beat that first episode, similar to the intro of the video game. So it was cool seeing all of that. And I really enjoyed seeing my mom's reaction to all of those moments. But yeah, that's more so what I was excited about, is seeing other people's reactions to the episodes. I I knew it was going to happen, so it was hard to get invested or get, get excited with each episode. And for me... The game is just the better version of the story. It, it made it almost impossible to enjoy it to its full potential, only because the best moments I was prepared for, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, I don't know. I looked through a list of uh, all the video game like movies or TV show adaptations last night, and I kind of realized that I've played, like I don't know, two of them. Um, and I truthfully do not know if that has impacted my viewing of those movies as a, in a good way or a bad way. Um, or it, it's got to differ from movie to movie, right? Yeah, I, it's definitely a case by case basis. I, I think that, you know, I don't want to dive into The Last of Us 2 yet, but... I think that the show did a good job of honoring all of the game's best moments. Yeah. I was able to appreciate that. The elements that they changed, I thought worked, but weren't necessary. And again, we'll dive into all of these things. But 
um, it's still a great adaptation. It just yeah. I don't know if adaptations are for me. It's like reading a book and then going to watch the the movie. It, it it's never quite the same except for maybe what Harry Potter, yeah. Lord of the Rings. You know. Mm-hmm. So I guess before we dive into each episode and kind of compare our thoughts. I did want to highlight a couple things. As someone that had played the game and always had this vision in my mind of who was going to play Joel and who was going to play Ellie. Yeah. I've told I've told you this, I've told everyone that I've known that I've always felt Josh Brolin was born to play Joel. He looks the no part. No country for old men. Right. He's just got that burly archetype to him that I think Joel embodies. Mm-hmm. And when they cast Pedro Pascal, I thought it was a cheap ploy. Oh, he's played Mando. He's played the babysitter before. Pedro's mm-hmm. on a on a hot streak. Let's bring him in, so we get uh, we can increase viewership. I thought this is what it was for. And then for Bella Ramsey, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I've heard she's great. She she's uh, an excellent talent, but I, I you know a lot of people have mentioned that she just didn't look the part. She doesn't yeah. look like Ellie. So I was immediately taken aback seeing her for the first time. So I didn't really give them the benefit of the doubt at first, but they both proved me wrong. I thought Pedro was excellent in a lot of the non-action scenes. Um, I keep coming back to some some scenes like him talking with his brother or, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get in, into any spoilers, but I thought Pedro was great, but it was Bella Ramsey that floored me. I, there are several episodes, and again, we will dive into all of this, but she is the perfect Ellie. By the end of this season, there were no doubts for me. In fact, I really hope that they don't recast her for the next season, because yeah. there's going to be a time jump. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not, but there is a time jump, and I've heard that there are rumors that she might get recast, but I don't see a world where the creators will let that happen she's an unbelievable talent she is also like i think like 19 20 as an actress so oh, she, is she could probably pull off yeah she could probably pull off a teen like an older teen because it doesn't it take place like five years in the future yeah I, I have no doubt she can pull it off and at, at her best in this season she she proved to me that she can pull off season two Ellie and that's what I was always worried about is that she looked too young or wasn't fired up enough to be this next version of that character but there are no doubts anymore no she was awesome and uh I I had no experience with Game of Thrones either uh I watched like half of one episode couldn't really get into it um but she just blew me away. I fully felt like she was Ellie. Um, and I think part of that is I've never seen her in a role before. So from now on, I will probably always think of her as Ellie. <laughs> um, Pedro was just okay to me, though. He felt like Mando in this to me. Uh, he was, like you said, he's playing the babysitter again. Um, and that's okay. Uh, the show... I think as a whole doesn't really suffer from him being Mando in this, but it was just a little disappointing. I was expecting a little more range from him uh, after unbearable weight of massive talent, especially. I totally get it. Um, 
I can see why people thought he was just fine. I thought that he pulled off a lot of the emotional beats well. It's the only reason yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think part of it, too, was, for me at least, I felt like it was impossible for anyone to fill those shoes, in my mind at least, going into the show. And the fact that I ended up becoming invested in the TV show version of Joel, I think says a lot. And yeah. it was a tall task that both of them pulled off, but I tip my cap to Pedro especially. Oh, that's awesome. I I was really wowed by um, a couple of uh, side character performances. Gabriel Luna as Tommy I thought was really, really good. Uh, I really lost got lost with his character i thought he was um very grounded and real uh he felt it felt like tommy almost had more emotional depth than joel at a lot of points in the show for me uh i don't know if that's a testament to the writing or the performance but i really loved his character and the way he was portrayed yeah it's a little bit of both but i agree Uh, luna was great even even in the pilot but I think it's episode six or seven when we see Tommy and Jackson, Mm -hmm. but really excited to see Tommy in this next season. I think that they got, they got the casting right and you'll enjoy a lot of what's to come in season two with Tommy. Bigger part for him, hopefully. Maybe. (laughs) Um, The other person that really stood out to me though was uh lamar johnson as henry i thought he was absolutely incredible that was probably my favorite episode was henry and sam's um henry's death was again spoilers throughout this entire pod henry's death was probably the saddest point in the show for me um that was that was really tough i think i think lamar johnson may have been the best actor in the show other than bella ramsey I don't I don't think that's a crazy take at all and I don't think that episode works if they don't get Henry right. So Oh, absolutely. Cool heat check from Lamar Johnson. I don't know if I've seen him before. Do you have I you? I don't think I have um he I think is known for the hate you give maybe. Okay. I haven't seen him. Well, either way, I I would expect that we see a little bit more of him in the in the coming years. Yeah, guy's got some serious chops, and that episode was super powerful. Uh, Maybe this is kind of a good segue into. Real quick. Go ahead. Real quick before you segue into breaking down episodes. um, The only performance I think that I was really dissatisfied with was melanie uh linsky as kathleen horrible i yeah that was that was rough that was one of the worst performances i've seen in recent memory uh in my opinion i just part of me wants to say it's just bad casting i I can't buy that actress as a evil rough around the edges rebel I, I don't yeah. know. It just didn't work for me. And yeah. her episode where she's introduced is easily my least favorite of the season. No, I, I I agree. I agree. And it's so... That's such a testament to how good the Henry and Sam story is. Because in episode five, Kathleen is still around. And she still yeah. has scenes. But 
I would still go as far to say as it being a top three episode of the season. So, absolutely, and that can bring you into your uh, episodes. What do you What do you want to say about breaking down some of the episodes in this show and how they relate to the game? And um, well, I think I mentioned this before, but the show is at its best when it's recreating the best scenes or best moments from the game. And with that said, the episodes that did that the best were the pilot, breaking down Joel and Sarah's Mm -hmm. tragic story, kind of doing that that origin of the virus beat by beat. Episode 5, they got Henry and Sam so right, it was heart-wrenching. Great episode. Episode 8, we meet David. Again, this is... I'm not going to say Bella Ramsey's coming out party, but this is her biggest heat check of the show. I thought she was oh, awesome. Yeah. This is when I was convinced she became she became Ellie in my mind in this episode. Mm-hmm. And then 9, obviously being the finale, I was truly worried that they were going to do this wrong. I saw that the runtime was just over 40 minutes. I did not see a world where they could wrap this season and this first game up in one 40-minute episode. They managed to pull it off way better than I expected. Yeah. I think I'm going to say that's my favorite episode, but I'm not sure yet. That's fair. It's tough. Um, It's tough to pick a favorite episode for me, and I think that's really a good thing because it means that there were... It it is between these four, I think, far and away are the best ones, Uh, but it's a lot of really good episodes. I mean, that's a good four-hour movie. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, and... Again, there's a lot of great episodes, and I would even say there are a couple episodes that stray away from the source material that are good, Mm -hmm. and the one I keep coming back to is episode three, the Bill and Frank story. Okay. For anyone that hasn't played the game, it is a little little different. You never meet... Oh, gosh. Is um, Nick Offerman's character that he plays Bill, correct? Yeah, I think so. You You never meet Frank in the game he's dead he committed suicide he had given up on bill because bill was too hardened for this world he had already given up and he was just dialed in on surviving he didn't have time for frank so turning it into this tragic love story i thought was super powerful but at the same time they skipped out on a lot of great moments between bill and ellie and i think they could have used that episode and even the episode with Ellie and Riley to further flesh out Joel and Ellie's relationship. I think that it worked the way that they did it. However, Mm -hmm. as someone that played the game, being, I guess, invested and engrossed in Joel and Ellie the entire time you're playing, I wish that they had, I guess, more screen time together or more time to kind of slowly unravel and develop their relationship it felt a little more abrupt in my opinion maybe because i played the game but i wish they had let it grow more naturally i think a way they could have done that is scrapping episode three and episode seven we didn't need those stories they work they're good episodes i just don't think they were necessary yeah i think that um i don't i the Ellie and Riley episode was interesting to me. I was kind of thrown off by that, but um, Bill and Frank's was really interesting, uh, in my opinion. I don't 
know if they executed what they were going for, but um, I think they were trying to like pull us back and kind of show like a completely and utterly different perspective of this um, like apocalypse, basically. And I think it's really interesting the way they went about it. I do think that I agree with you that it did bring kind of the plot of the overall story to a pretty much pretty much to a halt um but that's not to say that the episode didn't have a lot of great moments um i don't know that that one i was really thrown off by uh i did not see it coming really i did not see the show going in that direction but i thought it was i thought it was interesting and in general i think i liked the episode but when you say that the show doesn't lose much by taking it out, I can't really disagree with you. Yeah, it's just really good filler. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah. An emotional, heart-wrenching love story. I mean, there's not... I will say, I did kind of forget that I was watching The Last of Us right. when I watched that episode. Right. I mean, you get a brief flashback between Bill, Frank, Joel, and Tess, and then mm-hmm. Joel and Ellie show up to Bill and Frank's at the end of the episode where Joel is essentially motivated to to fight for ellie mm-hmm. but did we need an hour of it i i don't know it, it's hard to gauge and again it is one of the longer episodes as well yeah it it takes its time i guess this is one of those in the, in the moment i loved it looking back i wish that they had spent that time fleshing out joel and ellie's relationship that that's what i keep coming back to i think that's i think that's a fair take um for me, Henry and Sam was the best episode, I think, uh, and the finale was the second best. Henry and Sam, I think, just told probably the best story of uh, like being trapped in that lockdown scenario of the government is really basically gone crazy in this. Um, what do you, what do you think? I. Yeah, I mean, I think they're the best side characters in the side story, if you will. It, mm-hmm. it kind of, they're used to harden Ellie a little bit, but it's a, it's a lot more than that. They do a great job of developing Henry as a character that isn't necessarily perfect. He mm-hmm. He made a lot of morally questionable decisions to save his yeah. brother. And I think a lot of people either related or i guess um i don't know what what's the right what's the right word for this but um i i, I don't know just felt like his actions were justified it was easy to connect with him that people in these situations would make tough calls like that and it kind of alludes yeah. to decisions made in the the finale mm-hmm. but I, I think it's just a, a tragic story that, that's all it is to me yeah yeah that's fair um yeah uh the finale though i think stood out as probably the episode where i most felt like i was playing the video game and then and there are moments in the henry and sam episode as well uh when henry and sam and ellie are all down on the ground and joel is kind of uh like sitting up in that watchtower and just picking people off. Uh, I 
thought I, I felt like I was playing a video game that felt like a level um and the only other really time that I felt like that was in the finale at the end when uh Joel is going about his kind of takedown I have I to guess. say that's what I was so worried about yes there is like you said a great action set piece in episode five where Joel is is sniping um protecting Henry Sam and Ellie but aside from mm-hmm. that there are not a lot of moments with clickers or with zombies post episode two. It's a lot more yeah. of the human versus human element, which I love. But I was worried that they were going to take what is an awesome final ep- or final mission, if you will, in the game of Joel rescuing mm-hmm. Ellie and kind of dull it down. They did not. They went all in. And yeah, it is the perfect way to cap off this season and lead us into season two, having Joel go, I guess, nuclear, taking... Goblin mode? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he goes he goes goblin mode. Uh, he, Basically. It, it, changes the way, it changes the way you can see him. Um, okay, as someone... Was, I, okay, I, this is, this yeah, is important to me because that's the thing is... That's what I was mentioning about Henry is he he sold out the leader of the rebellion to save his save his brother, get the meds for him or mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. Joel is giving up his soul and possibly a a cure to this infection, if you will, to save Ellie. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? It was a frustrating moment for me. Um because I think it all gets solved if Marlene just says, tells Ellie, yes, like, if if you do this for us, it'll take your life. Because I think Ellie 100% just says yes. That's, um, the pro- that's exactly the point, is yeah. Marlene didn't trust that Ellie would want that, and it cost, it yeah. cost them. Cause, it cost them. And again, this, this will come into play. They do... They did the finale perfect that it was there's that moment between Marlene and Joel where he mm-hmm. says this isn't for you to decide. But Marlene also says yeah. it's not for you to decide either. And he selfishly mows down all the fireflies, but also kills Marlene in cold blood. Yeah, and you'll just keep coming after. I guess. Yeah. The point that the creators made or the directors of the game i believe when they were asked about this question is oh why did joel do this he could have saved humanity and their response was he did save humanity Mm -hmm. and i think that's a really powerful message that he i guess in a sense if he lets ellie die in that moment he is killing the human spirit or yeah you know i I feel like any parent in that situation is doing exactly what Joel did. No, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think that it was the best decision for the character to make. Um, yes, it makes sense for who he is. Um, I will say I did have kind of an issue with Joel in the last episode though, in that his character really quickly turns around, um, and opening up about Sarah uh, and throughout the episode, it feels like he kind of just gets 
to be a little too comfortable about it. I don't know. I It felt really weird. I don't know if it was just Pedro not really pulling it off or if uh, similar things happen in the game or what. These things happen, but again, you spend a lot longer with these two characters and he builds yeah. trust more naturally, more over time. That doesn't really happen here. Mm-hmm. And that's that was kind of my complaint because I had the same issues is it felt like we made a an abrupt swing between these yeah. two characters that just doesn't happen in the game. I, the characters needed to be in that spot for this finale, I understand. And that's why I keep coming back to, do you really need the Ellie and Riley 50-minute episode? Or can you use that episode to maybe build up these two characters some more? I don't, I don't know. But I, I completely understand where you're getting at. Yeah. So do you want to just kind of share some of your overall thoughts on the show as a whole yeah um i've mentioned before that i think it either needed to be two episodes shorter or it needed to be one episode longer only to flesh Mm -hmm. out that relationship that we've been highlighting this entire podcast Um, yeah i completely agree i would have even uh, even one shorter i think works um even if you i think that if you condense um like a couple of the storylines and just split the episodes up a little bit um, between not just focusing on maybe one thing. Um, I think that the episodes are long enough to the point where they could have fit uh, everything into one more episode or one less episode. Completely agree. Um, For me, again, I mentioned that I wasn't as excited for the episodes. That is true. But I was definitely really excited for the companion podcast. For anyone that has Spotify, you can tune in. And the voice actor for Joel, Troy Baker, is the host. And he talks to the creator of the game and the creator of the show. They both paired up for the show. but And he just highlights every moment from each episode. And they kind of break down their, their choices that they made and um, Mm -hmm. why they steered away from the game at certain points and why they doubled down on elements from the game at the same time. Really cool podcast. If you haven't listened, go check it out. Aside from that, the things I appreciated the most, again, as someone that knows what's going to happen in the story, the little tidbits is what made me keep coming back or put a smile on my face. I know that you haven't played the game, but there are a lot of cameos from the voice actors. One of them i discovers fans yeah it's it's pretty cool um troy baker i mentioned voices joel he plays david's kind of side character like companion the guy that gets axed by ellie oh yeah that's that's joel in the game oh wow um (laughs) the character that gets ripped in half by a bloater that's tommy in the game and then ellie's mother in the show is ellie in the game Yes, and then there is a character in season two that cameos as one of the nurses in um, in the finale, but you can't see her face. Huh. But her name is Abby in the second game. So that's pretty. Cool. Yep, very very oh. cool that they honored that. And then I've read a little bit about Abby. <laughs> oh boy, hopefully not too much. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. Well, we'll have to talk after this pod because I want to hear what you have to yeah. say. A couple other things. Um, They honored the gameplay in a cool way with the moving of ladders so you can climb, giving Ellie a boost, Mm -hmm. 
moving filing cabinets, and then doing the awesome bloater, rip your jaw in half moment in episode yeah. five. This honored or you know teased a lot of great elements from the game. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, it, and going back, I would probably play the game after watching the show, which is not something I can say for most of the uh, video game adaptations I've seen. Um, which brings me to the question that I think has kind of been on everybody's mind. Is this the best video game adaptation of all time? Without question. With, wow. Without a doubt. And maybe because it's in show format, but I'm not sure it's close. Do you have any contenders? I think there are two that I enjoy more. One is just a guilty pleasure from my childhood, and that is Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, which I know is a terrible take. (laughs) It's a terrible movie, but I love it. Um, The second one, though, actually, I think takes my spot as the best video game adaptation ever, and that's uh, the, the first Silent Hill movie, I think is really really good um i rewatched it before this pod and man like it captures just such a feeling of being in that like nightmare world um it's hard to describe other than I, I, there are a lot of complaints about the film not having enough um like character depth and stuff like that and to that I say that this movie feels like you just wake up in the middle of a nightmare and you're there. Um, <laughs> Skin a marink, but 20 years ago. Yeah, honestly. Uh, you have just the ash falling from the sky, all these weird monsters popping out at these characters. Um, I think that there's a lot of really good symbolism in Silent Hill in both the video games and I think the movie pulls that off. Uh, really well too uh and that's my pick for the best video game adaptation you got me ready to uh watch silent hill i don't think i ever caught that one dude it's it's good i was i watched it i knew i wanted to rewatch it before this pod and the only time i had to was between 1 and 3 a.m last night and it spooked me i'm not gonna lie it was it was pretty eerie all right that late at night (laughs) okay um this is kind of a twisted answer but I'm totally cheating here. The actual Uncharted yeah. movie sucks. Ugh, yeah. But I'm going to count National Treasure 1 and 2 as adaptations of the Nathan Drake Uncharted games, and I think they're great. National, I, I don't know. No, it's, it's such Is a National Treasure more of a more of an Uncharted or more of a Tomb Raider? Mm, I'm, I'm going to stick with Uncharted, but... Fair enough. No, it's... That's such a cop-out. I'm still waiting on a good Uncharted movie. Yeah, dude. I That one was bad. Um, yeah, though. Uh, in general, I think the show is really good, though. It's top three video game adaptations ever, uh, at the very least. Um, it was not really what I was expecting at all. I was expecting a lot more zombies in this. Um, and it kind of just again proved that hbo is completely unstoppable when it comes to shows they can't miss they can't um one thing that i'm kind of torn about though is that there is going to be a season two of this show obviously there's the last of us uh chapter two or whatever it's called um what are what are some of your thoughts on 
what we're going to get in season two and what you think you can expect here. Okay, I just want to preface this by saying I'm not going to spoil a single thing about this mm-hmm. this second game. I, I really want people to go in blind the same way that we did when we played the game. And I have, when the game came out, I had similar thoughts as you did. I didn't feel like it was necessary. Mm-hmm. I thought that the first game was a good standalone story, and I thought the cliffhanger wasn't necessarily a cliffhanger. Um, it ends the exact same way as it does in the show, so you're not missing anything. Okay. Okay. With that said, and again, I like the second game, but a lot of people can't stand it, and I understand why. I, I do get it. And I've mentioned before that this first this first season of the show, it couldn't really do anything for me because I knew everything that was going to happen. And mm-hmm. all of the best moments were copied beat for beat. I mm-hmm. think that there's potential that this second season can be better than the second game, whereas the first season stood no chance against the first game. Now seeing the first season, I trust that the creators are going to honor the second game, but unravel the story in a better fashion. And okay. my hope is that the creators either... They, they break this up into two seasons and slowly tell this story or, I guess, split the second season into two parts. There, mm-hmm. Again, without getting into the meat of what happens in Chapter 2, I just think that the show has an opportunity to, again, unravel the story in a different fashion, utilize the medium in a sense of tapping into other perspectives, and I trust that they're going to do that because there are moments in the finale that made me smile that don't pop up in the game, but they happen to leave the camera on a dead character for a while or show a different character escaping the hospital in the background. These are important oh yeah. shit moments that I think are really going to matter in the second season. And we are, we are going to get moments revisiting that hospital scene. I'm really excited for that. Interesting. So, again, yeah. I think they're going to keep all the same story beats and all of the, the beautiful themes about love and forgiveness, but they're going to tell it differently. And that's why I think mm-hmm. the second season people are going to say, this was better than the second game. I, I have a lot of faith. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. I... Again, I just I love the show, but I'm just still not sure I need any more of it. I am not positive that I will watch season two when it comes out. Um, Without spoiling anything, uh, do you know what yeah. happens in the second game? I do a little. I bit. feel like I know that is totally. Up I know your, what you're thinking. I feel of. like it's totally <laughs> up your alley in the sense. Uh, yeah, it's the most Steve Watts like second season or second chapter of a story. <laughs> that's fair i know why you're saying that um but yeah i mean i think that there is more story to tell i just i think that this finale is a good ending to the story um i don't think we really need more closure than the very tiny little bit of closure that we get at the end um and yeah i i think that when season two comes out 
I think after the first two or three episodes, a lot of people are going to agree just because of what I know about the game. <laughs> you're 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 on to something, and I'm telling you that yeah. the people that go in blind are are going to it's going to be the same response people had to the game all over again. Yeah, no. I'm we'll Okay. See. But um yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I think that's going to wrap up today's pod on The Last of Us. Uh, this show was a lot of fun to watch, and uh, we both highly recommend tuning in and at least just giving episode one a shot because it really reels you in. Uh, so if you have HBO Max, be sure to check it out. Uh, stay tuned for more content dropping soon, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one, guys.